The following podcast is a joint production between independent, aspiring media and lousy weather media. I'm just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright. Or that's how it seems when it comes to love. Welcome and thanks once again for tuning in to another edition of the Wingcast, Wingman Podcast. I'm your host, as always, stand-up comedian and author of the book Memoirs of a Wingman, Steve Guy. You can, of course, find Memoirs of a Wingman on barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com or head to the publisher's website, mascotbooks.com, and do a search at any of three of those. Uh, it is available on ebook as well as in paperback form. So welcome everybody. Uh, by all means, as always, follow along uh, with the Wingcast on social media at the Wingman Guy on Twitter and on Instagram. Like the page for Memoirs of a Wingman on Facebook, and there's all sorts of fun there too. Before we get today's show started, uh, thanks to everybody that came out to Iconic Laughs with Steve Guy last weekend. Uh, at the Alex Theater in downtown Cleveland, Ohio, at the Metropolitan at the 9. The next show there is September 8th, a fun lineup. Got a couple people coming in from Chicago, uh, also another local Clevelander. It's going to be a blast. Uh, get your tickets. Those are available now, alextheatercleveland.com. You can find more ticketing information there as well. And, of course, I'll throw the link uh, on Twitter and social media at the Wingman Guy. Um, other than that, I think the big news this week probably is, uh, hey guys, we are now on iHeartRadio. So if you've been listening to a platform you don't necessarily love, you can switch. So we are now iHeartRadio, we are on Spotify, uh, we are on iTunes, and of course, as always, you can find it through Audioboom, which is where we post everything and always the direct links are posted. So, uh, this week's topic is a touchy subject for some people. It's one I've wanted to talk about, I've wanted to get into, wanted to lay some groundwork first for everybody, but it's something that um, I actually have had a conversation with a few people in the past, and they've come to me for advice on whether they should approach this subject, or the subject has been brought to them, and you know they don't really know how to tiptoe around it or where to go from there. Uh, on this week's episode, you guys, we're going to talk numbers. And I don't mean math. Uh, I'm talking about uh, one number in specific. The number of people that you have had sex with. One sexy sexy. Two sexy sexy. Three sexy sexy. That's, the question that's always posed is, should you have the conversation with the person that you're dating uh, about how many people you've had sex with. Should you let them know? Should you tell them, I've had sex with whatever amount of people, whatever the case may be. It may be low, it may be high. And this is a great debate that happens all the time. People constantly want to talk about it. And I think there are pros and cons to it. Ultimately, I think that you will find there is more bad to come from this than there is good. Or even... Better yet, I think the best way to explain it is there's just, there's not a lot of good. There's either a lot of bad or a lot of nothing that can come from it. There's really, there's really no benefit 
I suppose, is the real answer that we're looking for. So in short, but of course, we'll dive more into this. Up front, I'm going to tell you, no, don't have that conversation. Don't ask. That's the biggest thing. So I've had people uh, bring this to me uh, even recently, and they said, oh, man, I got the question asked. I, I just I never know how to answer that. The thing is, you shouldn't have to be put in that position. Stop asking. I, I don't understand what the worry. I mean, I do understand the worry, so to speak, for some people. But I think when you're asking that question, there's ultimately other things you want to know from that answer that you're trying to deduce. And rather than make assumptions based upon the number that you're given, just ask what the real questions are that you're trying to seek the answers to. You know, if the number is high uh, and and that's what you're worried about finding out, you know, and, and maybe it's because you wonder if somebody's clean uh, and anything from there, just ask, have that conversation. Yeah, it's awkward, but there's so many other things that come with the, the number conversation that aren't necessary. Get to the point. Look, at the, if you want to know the number is low because you're worried about uh, somebody being inexperienced or you're worried that your number is too low and you're worried about yourself being inexperienced, that's just silly. I mean, just ask. I mean, I don't know how you ask, hey, am I experienced enough for you? There's only one way to find out. And ultimately, as we'll get into, the, the only experience that truly matters is your experience together. So uh, everything else really shouldn't be a topic of conversation or a point of contention. The one thing where I think that this uh, whole number talk today will not apply is if somebody is a virgin. Uh, that is going to be maybe a topic for a different episode. Uh, I have a strong take on that. Um you, you know, you shouldn't, uh, look, you know, I don't know. We'll get to that a different day. The point is, if your number is zero, then that's worth sharing. That's definitely worth sharing. Maybe throw that out there. And if you are meeting someone and their number is worth zero, uh, look, there are some, uh, there are some things that are going to come along with that too. And I think that those are very important for better or for worse. Uh, that's a whole other can of worms so to speak. Not that it's bad. Listen, if you're waiting for marriage, uh, like Lolo Jones, right? She's a track star. She's gorgeous, by the way. She's waiting. She has strong convictions. She's waiting till she's married to somebody, uh, is, is what she has said. Um, I think Tim Tebow's on that list too. And uh, that's fine. There's no judgments here. That's totally okay. Personally, uh, I think most people, I kind of like the metaphor. It's like buying a car. You know, you got to take it out for a test drive. Got to make sure everything works. But I think there are other elements to find out if you'd actually have that, that chemistry. Uh, at any rate, getting off topic, we're going to cover that a different day. Uh, let's talk about the numbers now. I think here's one I want to get out of the way. When we're talking about numbers and the and how many people you've slept with, more or less, the one thing is people always lie. I shouldn't say always, but they do. And I love this idea, this rule of three, right? This is a common misnomer that uh, if women tell you what their number is, you should multiply it by three, and that's really how many people they've slept with. And if guys tell you it, you should divide by three because guys always want to make themselves sound like a bigger deal. Let's just get rid of this rule of three right off the bat and throw that out the window because if you're asking how many people your significant other has slept with, 
and you have this rule of three in mind, you're already going to drive yourself more crazy. Imagine if you're a dude and you talk to a girl and she's, you know, let's say she's in her 30s and she tells you she's slept with five people her entire life. Now all of a sudden you think it's 15. I don't know where you stand on either of those, but there's a significant difference between five and 15. And maybe one sounds like way more. Heck, what if she slept with seven people? But now you multiply it and it's 21. You might freak out. And dudes lying about theirs and dividing by three, I don't know. Not always the case. I don't know if there's good or bad in that. I just think, who cares? Uh, If a guy tells you he slept with nine women, does it mean he's only slept with three women? I don't know. Maybe. But who's really doing this? The point is, if you're asking your partner how many people they've slept with and you're using this rule of three, well, you already don't trust the answer that they're giving you anyway. So why are you even asking? Once again, no good coming from it. So now you automatically, no matter what the response is to you, you're assuming that they're lying. And that, of course, goes back to trust and all sorts of other issues. I mean, let's, before we dive too much into it, because there are so many negatives, and I will get to them, as I already notice I am, let's start with the pros. There are some good things, I suppose, to having the conversation. Uh, It shows that there's honesty there. Or so you think, again, unless you're applying that rule of three. Uh, It's good to, you know, talk about any health concerns that may come up with it. And and I think that's the big takeaway with this, too, is if you're going to have that conversation and there's a reason why you want to have the conversation, you need to back that up. So if somebody says, you know, I have slept with 15 people. Well, if you have a concern following that, ask the follow-up question if it's have they been clean with these people? Ask those questions. Uh, you know, another thing, it may give you a good peace of mind. Uh, some people, they want their partner to not have slept with a lot of people. And they want to make sure they're on the same page. Maybe you haven't slept with very many people and you want someone that's similar because while you didn't hold out for marriage, you want the very least amount. And maybe the two, three people you were in long-term relationships with, you anticipated you were going to get married to. And that's why you did it. And you want to know that somebody is on that same wavelength. I get it. And and that gives you that peace of mind. Uh, another pro is, you know, you, it shows you give trust in someone, I suppose, if you're sharing this information. You are trusting them with your secrets and your information. Now, again, if we go back to you're going to start applying that rule of three, then you really don't trust what they're telling you. So that can go either way. Uh, But as I've said, I think that the cons far outweigh everything else. You know, some people have this notion that you need to have that number talk and you need to be upfront and honest because guess what? They're going to find out anyway. And don't you just want to be honest and tell them what really happened? Okay, it is ridiculous to think that they're going to find out anyway. How are they going to find out? I mean, you could have been at college for people who live three states away, and slept with that person. How are they going to find out that you slept with that person? Uh, It's absolutely ridiculous. Not every guy is out there telling their friends about every single person they've slept with. So it's not like your significant other can go to your friends and be like, "Mm, what's his real number? Plus, dudes think that they lie to each other all the time. And quite frankly, as a dude, 
I don't know that I've ever truly had those conversations. Now, granted, I definitely probably have friends who have had those conversations with each other. It's just not something I bring up. Although, I think maybe one friend said it to me once, but again, as I think this through, that number, that was uh, shared to me in confidence because that person was concerned about having the number talk with his significant other. That was the only reason that it ever came up. It certainly wasn't ever a bragging point that they needed to tell me what that number was. Are there douchey guys that do that? Absolutely. I mean, are there girls who do it? Absolutely. As we've covered on a previous episode, girls too can be douchey. So, But this notion that they're going to find out is absolutely ridiculous. So telling them doesn't protect them. It doesn't protect you. Also, if they are going to find out anyway because they've been snooping around and they just do all this background checking on your previous relationships or your previous casual encounters, uh, bigger problems and fish to fry than the number of people you slept with. Anybody that's going that in-depth to find shit out about you, there's a problem there. Probably that relationship not going to work out for a multitude of reasons, none of which has to do with the number of people that you've slept with. So, I mean, let's get into some of these cons, right? First of all, it's an uncomfortable situation. It's an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation. I've said that multiple times. And that's many times why people end up lying. Because they don't know. They don't know why the question is being asked. And then it may come out, listen, maybe you have a really good reason why you want to know. And you have a follow-up. But you don't know how to, again, I urge you to, instead of making that question a follow-up, that being the first question. Because then what happens is, if somebody is very nervous as to why you're asking, and then they lie to you because they feel like they're protecting you, or they feel like they're protecting themselves uh, from what you may think. Well, now maybe you shoot a follow-up question, and they realize their true number would have had no bearings on that, and they could give you that real number well, now they've lied to you, and again, a whole nother can of worms. From there, it's, it's a slippery slope to ask that question because it doesn't, where does it end? You're going to drive yourself nuts. The paranoia that can come from this is insane. It's so high. If your numbers are different, okay, if one of you has more than the other, then what? Where does that questioning stop? Do you now want to know who all of these people were? Is the number not good enough? Because now, not only are you worried about this number being high and yours being low, but you start maybe comparing in your mind or wondering if they're comparing in their mind. Well, she's been with 35 people or he's been with 35 people. I've only been with four people. What do I do? Am I... Am I as good as them? Was there something that they liked from those people that they, I'm not doing and they don't like that about me? Uh, what should I do? It's a slippery slope. And again, I'm talking about where do you go from there? Do you want to know who those people were? Even if it's a low number, I think even more so if it's a low number, you may be more apt to wonder who these people were, especially in today's world of social media. You're on there and... And this, again, goes back to the social media episode and just trusting people with it. 
uh, now you're on the social media and let's say a guy likes her picture. Again, if you're a girl and vice versa, whatever the case may be, somebody likes the picture of your significant other. Are you now wondering, well, were they one of the groups? Were they one of the three to five people? Were they one of the 20 people or more? Or look, look, maybe you're dating somebody who's very attractive and you already feel like you're a little less attractive, but you know that there's something about you that they really like and it's going great. You have the number talk. And maybe they're a person that gets a lot of likes on their social media posts, especially if it's pictures of them. Now are you sitting there wondering the entire time, um, well, I know the number, which of these people was it? And now you're comparing yourself to these people, even if it wasn't them, because maybe they're not even friends with any of those people on social media at this point in time. But you're sitting there constantly wondering, kicking yourself, freaking out, and all that could have been avoided by just not asking. You don't have to do that. It's, it, it's a terrible, terrible slippery slope. And there's just so much, so many issues that can arise from this. They, they all can be avoided, again, by simply not asking. Because where does it get you? It leads you nowhere. Again, do you start to worry about maybe you're not experienced enough if your number is different? That's another point of paranoia because you know that they've slept with multiple people now is your issue oh do i not know enough moves do i not know enough positions am i not doing this correctly um it just it goes on and on and that's a guy or a girl it doesn't matter your standpoint you might worry like are they going to be into something that i'm not really into because they've tried that before or you start to freak out because maybe there was something you want to try with them and now you hate it because you no longer can try that with them. And that might have been your first time doing it and not necessarily their first time. Or you assume that it wasn't their first time and you're freaking out and you're having arguments again over nothing. All could have been avoided if you just didn't have the number talk. You didn't have to ask. Another thing this does, it shifts the thing, it shifts everything to the potential of changing your opinion on that person. Because let's face it, some of us do judge. And in this day and age, despite people out there want to say slut-shaming is bad and you shouldn't slut-shame and it's such a negative thing and who cares? And women should be proud about how many people they slept with. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I have no problem with it. I mean, I have no problem with women how many people they slept with. Don't slut-shame. There's enough negativity in this world. We could find something worse to be negative about than how many people someone slept with. And on the other side of this too, though, look, slut-shaming, yes, bad. But not as much of a double standard as it used to be, though it is still a double standard. I know that women are going to be very pissed off at me for saying that. It is still a double standard. But there are guys, if guys have a certain number, women are going to assume that they're a player. And that's not always the case. Does it happen? Heck yeah, sure does. But let's be honest, women having a high number, also some of them are kind of slutty. It's, it's all in context, folks. That's my point here. There is a context involved in a lot of that. Imagine somebody's number is high and they went to college for four or five years. When you're in college, especially if you go to a big school, the access you have to people in general. I mean, I wasn't in college when Tinder was happening. And if you get on a Tinder 
or some other dating app and you're looking at all those people, imagine they're all within a radius of less than a mile of you. Heck yeah. People might do some things. People get a little drunk. That number goes crazy. Doesn't mean that's indicative of the person that they are today. It doesn't mean that's what they're doing all of the time. So that number is largely skewed. And nor does that necessarily change how they feel about you. That's the biggest thing. People get insecure from this. There's insecurity from both sides, to be honest. If a woman gives you her number and it's higher, look, there are women who, while slut-shaming is a negative thing, there are still women who might feel like, oh no, am I slutty because my number is higher than his? That's an insecurity that certain people have to deal with. And the same for a guy, too. A guy might think, oh no, is she going to think that I'm a player if my number is higher than hers? And, and now she's going to think that I'm something that I'm not. But really, in context, this number isn't so bad. Maybe your number is higher, but in the last four years, you've slept with two people because you had really long relationships. All of that's important. And that's the stuff that you really want to know. But again... There are ways to find that out. You want to know that they have settled down, that they're not going crazy. You can find that out rather than just asking their number talk. You don't have to say how many people have you slept with. You don't have to have the number talk and figure this out to find out that your significant other is a very chill, laid-back person who's not participating in orgies every weekend. You know what I mean? That's okay. Again, you don't want to, do, you don't want to create... A level of insecurity there that didn't need to exist. How do you avoid that level of insecurity? Eh, don't ask them how many people they've slept with. How about that? Throwing it out there. It's a solid thing. And you don't want to... It's also insecurity too because, again, this may change your opinion of that person. You may think that there is already a number in your head that's too much. And then that person gives you that number or higher... And again, you're freaking out because in your mind, it's morally unacceptable. So now they no longer sit on this pedestal that you put them on. How do you avoid that? You don't talk about the number of people they've slept with. It's not, again, it's not a benefit for anybody, truly. It, just, it, it really isn't. The questions you're really trying to get at typically are, look, are you clean? And quite frankly, I think that's a question people just have. You should have. There's nothing wrong with that question. Especially if you're very much into each other. Um, are people safe? That's where it is. Who cares? You could have slept with 40 or 50 people and been safe about all of those people. And then there could be somebody who has slept with five people. Maybe this person is a wild party animal who's into drugs and they just got all fucked up on something and they didn't care who they were with or where they were and they were just banging and their number is five because they hooked up with three people that night. Well, you know what? You can have more of an issue with them. And they may have a little bit more, unfortunately, because of those encounters. And that person slept with 40 or 50 people. Now, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, 
that's typically not how it works. And people who are getting all sorts of fucked up on drugs and whatnot, maybe their number is skewed even higher. But the point is, higher number doesn't mean that somebody uh, is dirty or riddled with disease. If they're being safe about it, in the end, that's the most important part. That's what you need to know. Another thing that people want to know is essentially, are they special enough for you? Is that what it is? And in the grand scheme of things, again, look, they could have slept with 35, 40, 50, 60 people, whatever the case may be. But all of that has to be put into context. That doesn't mean that their moments, their time spent with you, doesn't mean that none of that is special. For all you know, that was a whole lot of bad, bad sex. All right? Also, if we're going to get into the definition of things, sex to them might not mean actual intercourse. It could mean a whole lot of different stuff and just fooling around, which can mean all sorts of different stuff to other people. So where's that slippery slope go? Heck, how many times have you seen somebody naked with social media and the way things work at this point in time? That can happen too. So there are so many other questions there. But the true thing you want to know is, is this connection that we have a real, actual thing? That's, that's truly what you're getting at, for the most part. Again, there are so many follow-up questions that I think people have. And that's what leads them into wanting to ask about the number. But you shouldn't ask about the number. You should find ways to ask those follow-up questions as the actual questions first. If the number is grinding on you and you can't handle it anymore and there's a real reason you need to know, again, it's probably something other than those and other than actually wanting to know the number. Perhaps it's because one of your friends that knows your significant other or knows somebody that knows them has all sorts of rumor about it. And so now you really don't need to know. Well, now you need to start asking yourself before going to them and wanting them to blur out their number to you and catching them off guard. Ask yourself, does that matter? Are you having a great time with that person? You know, do you find that connection with that person to be special? Does any of that really impact your interactions with that person? And if it doesn't, who the hell cares? Who cares what that number is? If you're determining that all that does impact and change it, if you're already in the mindset that you absolutely need to know the number because it's going to make or break your relationship, you're already checked out. There's no other way around it. You're done. You're done. It's just You're just looking for an excuse to, to bail, essentially. So don't ask the number. Just bail. Or ask the number, get a shitstorm, and then bail. I don't know. However you want to do it. The point is, if you're freaking out over this number thing, what I'm telling you is that you're freaking out over something else, man, and you're done. So get the hell out of there, because you there is no turning back. You have zero chance. In the end, the real number that matters is one. And what I mean by that is one as in the last one. Because that's your goal, right? If you're in a relationship and you're committed and you're trying to be with somebody long term, all that really matters is 
you want to be that last one. So whether you're number one, you're number 73. None of that should impact what you're doing with that person in terms of uh, feelings that you have for each other, your interactions. All of that is what goes into it. And all of that is what goes into you determining, do I want to be the last one? And that's it. And if the answer is yes, and you want that person to be your last one, no matter where they fall on your number scale, then great. You're in the right relationship. And you don't need to have the number talk. So, and that's going to pretty much wrap it up for this episode, you guys. Bringing it all together, there are some pros, but there's really no benefit. The pros of this conversation are just that. It just puts in your mind a good reason of why maybe you should start the conversation. But there's no benefit to actually being in the conversation or the end of that conversation. The cons mightily outweigh the pros. So don't ask. I am begging you. If you're thinking about asking your significant other how many people they've slept with, just don't. Don't. Because there will be no good to come from it. And again, if you're freaking out over that number and it's just killing you inside that you need to know it, there's probably something else going on in your mind uh, that's way more involved than just knowing how many people they've had sex with. You're just creating an excuse for yourself. So until next time, you guys, uh, once again, check out everything else that's happening at lousyweathermedia.com. They've got a whole slew of shows there for you that are fun and entertaining as well. Aside from Wingcast, Wingman Podcast, don't forget to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at the Wingman Guy. If you need advice for anything, or you want advice, or you've got a great Wingman story, email thewingcast at gmail.com. Be happy to read it and talk about it on air and offer that up to you. And don't forget, head to alextheatercleveland.com. If you want to pick up tickets for the September 8th Iconic Laughs with Steve Guy. That's all I've got for you guys this week. Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Don't go around asking people how many people they slept with. That's just rude, obnoxious, and it's a slippery slope. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. I'll talk to you then. I'm just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright, or that's how it seems. When it comes to love, I'm in need of advice. I'm in need of advice.